0: You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast, knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. If you're new to making videos or you've been thinking about getting started, keep listening Because in this episode, I go behind the scenes to share the major lessons I learned from shooting a three-part video series that I just released on the major mistakes that might be holding you back in your teaching career. Hello, Yoga Teacher. Before we jump into the core of today's episode, I want to let you know about some upcoming programs that might be exactly what you need to gain some massive momentum for your business this fall. In the spring, I sent out a few emails to my list about an idea to facilitate mastermind groups for yoga teachers, and the response was so positive that I went ahead and opened registration. One out of the three groups is already full, but I would love for you to consider if one of the two remaining groups is right for you. The first group is for yoga teachers who've been teaching for three years or less, and it's designed to build confidence and clarity on your path forward as a yoga teacher. The second group is for confident, experienced yoga teachers for plus years, and the primary focus of that one is creating a solid plan for your business. In both groups, I provide step-by-step instruction, systems, templates, and individualized feedback, while your fellow participants provide support, community, and accountability. You can find out about both groups at teachingyoga.net slash mastermind. Okay, back to the videos. I feel like I should begin by admitting that video is way outside my comfort zone. Every time the camera starts rolling, it feels like my mind goes completely blank and I turn into some kind of robot. So I'm by no means putting myself out there as some kind of video expert, But I did think it might be helpful for you to be able to hear what went on for me as a novice at video and then also you could go watch the videos and see what the result was. Today I'm going to start by sharing a bit about the thought process and the intention behind the videos. Then I'll share the lessons that I learned and some things I plan to do differently in the future. I'll briefly touch on the equipment I used and my process for editing and releasing them. Don't worry, it's very simple. At the very end of the episode, I'll share one bonus lesson that pretty much applies to any project that you will undertake for your business. My reason for creating this video series is to pre-educate my audience about some things they might need to know about before they would be ready to sign up for the mastermind groups that I mentioned earlier. You see, masterminds aren't actually a common structure for learning in the yoga world. I think they're awesome because they combine the support and community that we loved about teacher training with the smaller group experience and individualized feedback. But I know that in order to convince people to sign up for them, I'm probably going to have to shift their thinking in a few areas to help them understand the value of signing up. So to create the content for the videos, I asked myself a series of questions, including what do I wish I had known 10 years ago? What are the major beliefs or assumptions that used to hold me back? What are the major complaints or problems that I hear about from yoga teachers that could be helped by these shifts in thinking? And out of these, I generated a whole bunch of ideas out of these, which of them are going to be addressed, resolved, or covered more deeply in the mastermind groups. Now, if you want to watch those videos yourself, you can sign up at teachingyoga.net slash three mistakes. That's the numeral three and the word mistakes with no spaces or dashes. teachingyoga.net slash three mistakes. All right now for the lessons. Lesson one is keep it simple. When I first narrowed down my topic ideas, I actually planned to do five videos. But as my self-imposed deadlines started to rush towards me, I started to feel really overwhelmed. And my own coach advised me to narrow further. And it was such a relief to simplify a little bit. So if I would do it over, I would probably start with just one video and do five to 10 of just single videos, feeling better and better about those before attempting a series. I think I kind of bit off a little bit more than I should have. Lesson two is related, but it's about time. Plan for way, way, way more time than you think, especially the first few times. I'm Again, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the first 10 to 20 videos that you put out there are probably going to take you a very long time to put together. Maybe you will be more of a natural on the camera than I am, but I felt like it would take me 10 to 20 tries before I even started to get in the groove at all and get any decent footage. I will say that the last video I did went way faster than the first two, so I am hopeful that with practice, video won't be quite so excruciating. Lesson three is if you want to make your videos short, use a script. The first time I tried filming these videos, I just had an outline and the videos were just awkward because there was way too much pausing. I'm used to podcasting where I have like at least 15 minutes to get my point across and distilling the most important concepts into just two or three minutes required a really solid plan. So what I ended up doing was writing out a first draft, then going through several times, rewording things, cutting them out, and rearranging them until I felt that they were clear and succinct. I will say that Back when I was a theater major in college and memorizing scripts, it seems like my memory was a whole heck of a lot better than it is now. So I really had to film in very small chunks to be able to accurately remember my script. At some point, I might experiment with using a teleprompter. I think that would probably work well for me, but I didn't do it this time. Lesson four is buy a special light for video and photography. The first few times I tried to shoot using just natural light and it was okay, but you can't control where it's coming from and it's constantly changing. So in order to have consistent lighting and to be able to control the direction of the light, I bought a ring light off Amazon and it's amazing. I'm totally not a selfie person. I don't really like being in photos, but I ended up having a really good time taking some photos of myself just because the light gave me so much more control over how the photographs were coming out that it started to feel like this really fun artistic game instead of, you know, just taking pictures of myself. I also realized that I could save money by not having to hire a professional photographer, just by having some decent lighting, I could take more of my own photos for my business. So to me, this light is a huge game changer and I will put a link to the one that I purchased in the show notes for sure. And the final lesson is about sound. Making sure that you really pay attention to the quality of your sound for your video. That's something that I do think some people overlook. As a podcaster, I'm kind of becoming a little bit of a sound snob. I would say that the sound of the video series that I released is okay, but it's not as good as I would like. On my next video, I plan to use an external microphone. I couldn't do it this time because I used my phone as my camera and I don't have the right adapter to plug my podcasting microphone into my phone. I had another microphone that I usually use when I need to record on my phone, but I must have damaged it accidentally because there was a loud buzzing when I tried to use it. So I guess there's another bonus tip is make sure that you test all your equipment and don't do a whole bunch of work before listening and making sure that everything's working as it should be. My second attempt at recording the videos was in my new office, which still has no furniture and no carpet or anything like that. So it was actually too echoey, and I ended up filming these in the same closet that I used to record the podcast so that the sound quality would be acceptable. So those are the major lessons that I learned through the process of this video shoot. I hope that listening to that helps you get through some of the learning curves of using a new technology with less stress and that you have more success by learning from my mistakes. Before wrapping up, I did promise to go over the equipment I used for the video series, and my intention was totally to keep it simple. So I used my ancient iPhone as a video camera, and the quality was really fine. I plan to upgrade my phone soon, and I'm waiting for a deal once the new iPhones are released. I'm not the type of person who jumps on the latest technology right away. I'm kind of more of a middle-of-the-road adapter. The light I talked about earlier is the newer ring light. It cost me a 100 bucks on Amazon. And I got the one where you can switch between warm and cool light. The one where you need to add a filter for warm light, that was $20 cheaper, but uh, I just figured 20 bucks is just not that much to help me not have to have another thing to keep track of and another thing to do. As I mentioned earlier, I used the built-in microphone for the sound. It was okay because I filled in the closet, but in the future I'm going to get an adapter so that I can use my podcasting microphone, which is the Audio-Technica ATR2100. As far as the process goes, I recorded each video in several shots. I used iMovie on my phone to combine them into one video. The first time I tried to do it, I was, you know, a little slow or whatever, but iMovie is very simple and it was really pretty easy. Then I uploaded the videos directly from iMovie to YouTube and created some custom thumbnails for each video in Canva. I wrote an email to my list inviting subscribers to sign up for the video series, and I created a sequence of one email for each video in my email service ConvertKick. So if subscribers click the link included in that first email, then my email service tags them and automatically starts sending the sequence of emails with the videos in them. I do also plan to upload the videos to the Yoga Teacher Resource Facebook group. If you are not a member of that yet, you can join by going to teachingyoga.net slash join. So I think the biggest lesson that I learned, and of course, it's a lesson that we have to learn again and again and again, is just get started, be imperfect, and keep practicing. And the only way to become better at something is to do it. So whatever it is, whether it's video, or just teaching in general, whatever it is that you are holding back on, because you're afraid because you don't think you're good enough because you don't think you're going to do a good enough job, there's only one way to become good at it, and that's to do it. If you haven't watched the series yet, I hope that you will check it out. The link again is teachingyoga.net slash three mistakes. Even though I know I have a long way to go on the quality of video, I stand behind the content 100%. I think it is really important for yoga teachers who care about the impact that they're making with their teaching to understand a few things about the way that they're thinking about their business and the things that they're paying attention to and the things that they're spending their time and money on. So that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Thank you so much for caring enough to teach yoga. No matter what fun projects or big challenges that you get involved in, I hope you remember to make time for self-care and make time for your personal practice.